This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Love HQ podcast. This is a place for women who want to explore love, sex, dating, and relationships through an unconventional approach of ditching the normal dating advice, prizing yourself as an individual, and listening to expert interviews from all different walks of life, focusing on how you can get more in touch with yourself as a person, develop better relationships, and live life on your terms. Okay, uh, guys, I was going to say mainly ladies, probably. Uh, we're listening to the Love HQ <clears throat> podcast where we're going to be discussing love, sex, dating, and romance, how to get the relationships you want, meet more interesting people, but kind of doing it and exploring it in a slightly unconventional way. Uh, it is my absolute pleasure to be joined by my old good friend, Pete. Uh, Pete is also a very successful filmmaker um, with his film company, Vesper Films. Uh, and previously, he's done loads of work as a dating coach with men, particularly. So there's an insight into the male mind. Uh, we also have uh, Paul Janka, who's a very well-known uh, dating coach and entrepreneur who's recently been married. Uh, and why I'm setting it up this way is, predictably, the way we're taking this conversation is we're going to be discussing what makes a man commit. Uh, I know this is something that lots of you listening will actually be interested in hearing about. Maybe you've kind of, you're fed up of uh, always meeting men and, you know, always being the one before the one, you know, where you, you date a guy, you put the hard work in for five years and then mystically he meets his next girlfriend and within six months they're in like Saint-Tropez or something like that, getting married and you're ready to kill him. Uh, how do we know when a guy is in the right headspace for commitment? What makes him want to commit? To debate this, uh, we have obviously Paul recently married and Pete, who is uh, a bachelor at the moment. He's shaking his head at me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna not married, some... not married, not married, not married. Not married. Man about town. I love that branding. Let's stick. We're with different that. ages as well. Yeah. Right. That's okay. So just so you know, Pete is who has got the lovely Mancunian accent. He's thirty, and uh, the, the 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 husky American tones you'll be hearing is from Paul, and he is forty years old. Yeah. So there's a bit he of looks difference a lot younger. there. Yeah, he does. He looks oh, very good for his age. Got some green and I have to say, both these guys are extremely foxy. So you know, <laughs> you want to know. Uh, so we're going to start with uh, uh, Paul, just because you recently you, you are recently married, and perhaps that's interesting, being forty years old. And I think on our on our Attraction HQ Men's podcast, you said that you wouldn't advise any guys to get married pre thirty five. So, do you think that's something out there for the women? Is age important factor in men wanting to commit or not? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, I think so. Um, we were saying earlier in in a lot of these cities that young people want to live in, English speaking cities like New York City, London. Um, it's so hard to get on the ladder financially and stuff that it takes a guy, unless he knows very early right out of the gate what he wants to do and goes into a traditional career, he might be marriageable uh, 
by 30 or late 20s. But most guys who are kicking about, they don't have their feet on the ground like substantially. I don't think because even a guy who's a party guy realizes that marriage or something, it's a huge commitment. And he doesn't, it's scary. It, or it's not, who wants that responsibility if you don't have the other parts of your life there to support you? It's just, it's nearly impossible to take on that responsibility if you still can hardly take care of your own needs. It's funny, yeah. um, as a woman hearing you talking about it so much in terms of responsibility, when you think about it and you're like, oh, actually it is, because there's a financial commitment, there's a legal commitment, it's a partnership, da-da-da. As a woman, and I, I feel I feel almost bad admitting this, but sometimes the responsibility bit is kind of, you know, you get caught mm. up in the, the excitement or the, the romance of mm-hmm. the idea or the fetishism around actually getting married. Well, and you so, kind of like a while ago that it really struck with me it said forget romance and, and sparks in the stomach a marriage really is imagine uh, forming a, a small non-profit organization with a partner so you want to choose a business partner who's good at think about it dropping the kids off going to little league make, getting the groceries making sure she picks what you want not blowing the grocery budget having to, it's all just logistics so pete's like oh my god no, but the point is it's like it's like running a small no, i'm thinking of like certain women's uh, reactions to that going there's more to a relationship than me doing shopping uh, or, <laughs> that's oh, what i was, was hoping it was or, the guy doing the or shopping even if the guy's doing the shop basically why i say it's a lot of it's not just of the financial and the legal responsibility but it's all the big thing about Good was character. amazing Good character you said. yeah yeah you said being frugal you said you love the fact that like yeah. you've been with quite you know, party girls and girls that have used to re- dating rich guys in the past, and you said when girls are frivolous with like oh, it's with a the huge money, turn off. yeah, it's such a big turn off. And like, I think I know a lot of really nice girls, and like, who then they, they especially in big cities, if they're quite good looking and stuff, they get a lot of stuff thrown at them. And London's, I mean, I'm part of the problem. Where I used to be massively. Right. I know <laughs> suspected that. I always <laughs> suspected you were part of. No, the I'm problem. part of the problem because I had to invest for Black, which is like a, a nightlife concierge promotions company, and you know we do a lot of hosting at the clubs where they throw free drinks, free taxis, free meals at good-looking girls, um, and you know it's all free, and the girls rock up into London and they're really nice and they kind of come from nice families and then within like it's spoiled and within three or four months I mean it's not their fault um, they kind of turn into entitled brats without even realising and it just becomes this like cycle of like I'm going to spin around town and be beautiful and fabulous but there's some guy picking up the cheque for that and I think there's 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 and I know there's lots of successful women that make a lot of money and that pay their own way and I think as women get older they start to do that because they're like you know what I don't need to rock up a club with a pair of high heels on and you know wear a short dress and I can't do it any longer there's a touch of that as okay, well. Okay, but there's also, but you, you know, know what I mean? They know I, that they get the, like, actually, I feel like a lot of girls, a lot of girls I know, like, no, I'm going to go out, I'm going to pay for my own drinks, I'm going to choose where I'm going to go, I'm not going to oh, be somewhere Oh, because it's so much time. better, like, oh gonna, my God. I'm not going to choose what time to go there at, well, but... I, I think it's so much well first of all I think that you know I think most every girl people, likes being taken out and stuff being paid for even the hardest uh, feminists kind of yeah, I, I'm listening to you speaking there. and I'm like why are you I'm, choking Pete Haley? Hey, <laughs> hey hey don't go off on me it's hey. nice I like it when so are we saying okay stuff. are you know, we saying oh, 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 so are we saying when it comes to like splitting the bill and being entitled and you know women's concept that man should pay is, it, is this a turn off is this a no no when looking for a long term partner are we looking for someone who puts their own chair in do you know what's majority of my friends will always pay the check especially if they've invited somebody else I do for friends I invite a friend somewhere and like I know especially if I know that maybe uh, you know everyone in different brackets as well that's going on so it's not even a gender thing but when it's entitled like so many people guys will turn around to me number one thing they'll say they'll be like they're really put off when a girl doesn't offer to 
pay, they think it's massive hypocrisy. They go, oh, they want equality, but except when the cheque comes. And a mate of mine wrote a thing recently, he's not released yet, where he was like, feminism, 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 hashtag, then the cheque comes. And it was quite broad, brash, and it would rest, you know, it gets some people's heckles up. But the point he was making was, he goes, it's a huge hypocrisy. And I think older women, when I say older women, I mean women who are not in their 20s, um, uh, some women in their 30s are going to be throwing stuff at me for saying that. But, you know, women who are not, like, in that kind of zone of running around nightclubs, getting everything for free, understand that. But I think, uh, earlier on, I think people... Yeah, fall into that entitlement, and I think it's men. Men, men cause this as well, so it's, it's both. Parts well, it's, well, I think in London we have a funny economy, right? Particularly yeah. our big cities, where that that whole like marketry of like those bottle service nightclubs, where it's one guy with the who's got the money, and then all these girls. Yeah, it's late twenty. It's, yeah, yeah it, it, it's just rubbish. Also, I'm listening to this, thinking I missed out on some stuff in my twenties. I think I was like I was Freebies working at Portobello. I know. It's, I was working at Portobello Road as a barrow girl when I was twenty one. What is <laughs> a barrow girl? It's like you push a wheelbarrow up and give out distribution. Century, yeah, okay. it's a, but I, I was going hey, for a really like the blacks looks after a really edgy. So we've made up for it. Come on now. <laughs> in late but let me, I didn't, so, I didn't finish my point. Character, but I did, I do want to get, I do want to get into what other, what other, okay, apart from, I mean, I'm actually all in behind of like women splitting the checks. I think fair enough, and that's the way that you actually get full choice entitlement. Other things that are either big, like that would immediately discount this person's long term partner, or what is it about a woman when you when you're with her that makes you want to commit, or is it much more about? being in the right space in your life as a man or both? Being in the right space, definitely. For me, and my, my, I definitely want family and kids, but I just know, and Paul made a great point earlier where he said, you know, ain't feel worthy. And I always joke and say, like, I like some female friends and some girls I've dated, and I'm like, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not the right guy yet. Because if a girl really wanted to be with me now, I'd be like, well, there's something wrong with her. Because the kind of girl that I want to be with would go, no, you need five years. Somebody of my female friends say to me, you know, you make a great husband and a great dad, but in five years' time, when you've got your films ready where you need them to be and your business is where it's want to be. So female friends of mine recognise that. And uh, so, yeah, I think a guy needs to feel... I think if women were aware of the strains that are on a guy Very in true, a city, yeah. I think a lot aren't aware of it. They just think, oh, the guys are doing well, they've got a job. And I or, I was, hold on, let me put a nuance in there. They'll look at a financier who actually is in a good shape, and then they'll they'll just group them together with a creative type. Whereas the reality of that, those two people's stresses are very very different. Uh-huh. And so to just group the guys together, not say, well, look, this guy, like you and I know, because we're both in the creative fields, that it, how hard it is to, it to takes make time. A it takes yeah. time unless you go into like lawyer or banker. And the ironic thing is, the creative guys are one that actually probably emotionally fulfill one more. They're going to listen more. They're going to care more. They're going to yeah. be more creative with the relationship. They're going to spend time thinking about how they can be a better partner, how they can keep the relationship good. They're probably more exciting, more spontaneous. Whereas maybe the, the straight laced banker guy will be more calm and well to financially provide, but. I'm not. I'm grouping people into massive stereotypes here now, but you know there is an element I see patterns of those kind of guys see women sort of commodities because you know they've got their house now, they've got their wife, you know they've got their career, yeah, the checklist, and their and checklist. I mean, I, I I spend a lot of time with uh, creative guys myself, being a sucker for an odd rock musician. Oh yes, I like the most inappropriate kind of men possible. Um, and what was interesting is I was actually chatting to one of my guys, one of my male friends. He is he is a DJ, so kind of one of the most more creative careers. He has, for the past kind of year and a half, got a residency at a very, very big nightclub called Hakkasan in Vegas. That means he has got the regularity, he's got his flat, and he was literally saying, he's like, now, he's like, now I'm ready. I've yeah, got my go. stuff. And it depends, I think, on the guy's own personal parameters of what he qualifies as success or readiness. And I think sometimes when you get people that are very ambitious, very creative... 
their ideas around success might be abstract and large mm. and interesting. And so what can be perceived by like, I don't know, the mother-in-law, like my mum will be like, oh no, but he's, you know, he's, he's doing okay. He's not destitute. So therefore it's, uh, he's marriageable. And in fact, to the man's mind, he hasn't got anywhere near or touched the kind of personal success. Well, I think actually success. because a lot of men are very romantic. So if they meet a girl that they really love, they want to open the world up to her and right. if you can't yeah, do totally, that it's yeah. incredibly frustrating if you can imagine too i mean the old the old that's notion a really good point that actually two, i of, think women should wear that that point of two of, of, a, of a young couple starving in the park and splitting a piece of bread is sweet but when you live in a reality of london or new york and you can't take your girl out to the show or on a ski trip or to a beauty to the baham whatever and other people are doing it you can feel very uh less than and very uh-huh. emasculating so which is obviously going to be wanna... problematic right because we're living in a society where actually women might well be out earning their partners mm-hmm. uh, you know at least you know one third of the time the female is, a, is the primary bedroom in households male female roles have shifted around so do you think it's harder for guys to feel that sense of masculinity and do they need to be able to have that sense of masculinity and do oh. the theater trip before the marriage or is, is I think I, one thing that was amazing and, and I was very fortunate and I want to I'm a big as Pete know I'm a big fan of tying off conversation threads right. so I want to get back to something we started <laughs> okay, okay. and then I want to make my big <laughs> so, oh yeah we've got here. we've got a big it was an amazing piece coming <laughs> but, from later I um I now I forgot what you're, you're saying but um oh I was very fortunate because the the progression of my relationship with my wife with Emma was that we had a I was just coming into money while I was courting her and so we had quite an extended quite a luxurious courtship all over the world and and so we really got to enjoy ourselves and now we both were married and we're both in more of the husbandry mode where we're looking to save and 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 and, and get our investments up and have children and that kind of thinking but I I really would have had a hard time settling down if I wasn't able to like experience all this stuff with the woman that I that I love. And I think guys don't want to shortchange themselves. They want to have the resources to do some spectacular stuff. And so I think that's all well what I said it it's Difficult. I think that's. Lo- I think it's really interesting. I don't think many women would. I mean, I certainly didn't think that me- the men went around operating and had this desire. It can be to subconscious too. I think. It can yeah. Be- yeah, it's subconscious thing. I've got friends who will say to me, "I know, girlfriend of mine, I can't afford one." And that's like, and then women will hear that and think they're being misogynistic and, oh, what? It's like, it's not like no, the 1950s. They're like, no, it's real, man. Like, I can't afford, like, I, I, and because they don't want to do it half measured. And yeah, maybe sometimes it's an excuse as well because you're like, well, actually, I choose to spend my money on all these other things. It's just that, that they're more important to me, these other things. But um, when you're saying there about, um, I can't remember the point you were making about it. You made it about, about you went. You, you had those experiences. Courtship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were able to do that courtship. I mean, that kind of falls into that romantic notion. Yeah, yeah. And during the courtship, we saw how we traveled together, how we argued. Mm-hmm. We had, we, we both had really big highs and traveled. And so I think there's, it's interesting because I didn't put a label on it, but another guy, Dr. Paul Dobransky, who's a psychiatrist who works with men, he says the big thing that's the real crisis with, with the sexes in gen- is that the courtship process, which is where each other trial each other out, is, is dead today. And it doesn't have to be money-based, but without resources in a city like this, you're really hamstrung about what you can and can't We've do. We've been a bit London-centric now and stuff, but I still think this applies in smaller towns and stuff, just on a different level. And the point you were touching on before, you were saying about women out-earning men, there are some guys, and I've heard women say, female friends of mine say this, that they think that uh, men are intimidated by that. Uh, there probably are some majority of guys I know aren't. They actually want it because it's, 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 it's you know it's, it's it's extra. It makes things less less um, stressful. Stressful. But what they want is they want a situation where if like 
she did lose her job or did want to give it up or did want to have loads of children that they could still manage it themselves and I think that's a noble thing from a guy as well I don't think he should be knocked down for that but I think uh, people being aware of that I think women being aware of it that maybe a guy doesn't want to commit not because he wants to go out and like bang another mm-hmm. women he might just do that in the time being because it's like well what else am I going to do in my time um, you know I've got to keep myself occupied but the actual thing is that he's actually trying to really build I think that's a really important point like. I think often like uh, a women or female dating advice oversimplifies men to yeah, being like definitely. to being like oh he didn't want to commit therefore he just wants he's just thinking about his penis like it's that's it like, like a bit of place as well man it's not cool it's unattractive it's not helping men because all they're getting is they're creating an inferiority complex towards men and they're creating a nastiness and they're like you got boys on one side you got girls on the other it's just stupid man it's right so we've, we've spoken quite anyone. a bit about like you know the actual logistics what's in a guy's life what about the woman are there things about that the woman could do or the way that she interacts or behaves towards a man apart from you know splitting the check or not you know having a sense of entitlement that will make the difference in thinking like okay this is a girl that's a short-term thing or a woman who i'm, I'm really interested in well um i mean it, i was just writing about this today it all comes down to childhood how someone was raised so like and values how boring that can sound but i in other words like i I was raised a certain way and I have certain standards of conduct for myself and what I imagine for my children and how, and a lot of women I dated who were quite attractive in New York didn't meet those standards because they would be, you know, call texting me drunk at 3am from the club or they smoke cigarettes or, or just certain things that were like deal breakers in the long term. And so they were fun in the short term, but as soon as within 10 seconds of meeting them, they were like in the, in the bin category. But I mean, I would have fun with them, but, and funny enough, there were, I was surprised, and maybe it's the New York City environment, but how few women, from from my perspective, met sort of like basic standards of honesty, decency, reliability. And the other big issue for me, I was 33 when I met Emma. She was 21. She she had just been 20. She was just... It's very hard. We I think we talked about this. Um, an older guy who wants a younger girl say, younger girls still want that time for themselves to party mm-hmm. and to be out late. Like... The, oh, the missing out. Missing out syndrome. Yeah, I was saying a girl friend of mine said to me, a mate, a girl mate of mine said to me recently, she was saying that when she started dating, she was 24, 25, she started dating a boyfriend who was like 35. And they're a great couple. She goes, but for the first few years, she goes, I had missing out syndrome that I was spending the weekends in and my friends were still going out. So she was basically saying to me, don't think when you're 35, you'll just be able to tap into a mature, you know, 26, 27 year old because she might still feel that she's missing out because she's dating this older guy. And one of the, along with that, one of the major things that makes a girl attractive is how, and this might be controversial to your listeners, but how much she makes the man and the relationship the focus of her life and the sacrifices she makes. Like, it worked for us because Emma, both of us did, but Emma made it very, very clear that the relationship and me were huge, hugely important in her life, more than getting pissed with some mates. But I think a lot of women out of spite and also out of Pride and all this stuff, they 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 dis they they diminish how important the, the man and the relate, and then they complain that they don't have a relationship, but they've at the same time diminished its importance in their priorities. So a guy can very much feel very subtly how important he is to a woman through all kinds of little things she does, how much attentive, how, and if a woman is playing it cool and, and dismissing him or diminishing 
then of course he's gonna lose it and be like I, I'm not it's just natural I'm but also bad. Emma had very strong personal boundaries with you like this could sound <clears> so the only reason I'm bringing this up it could sound to people listening now just the way you're describing it that she's kind of like this like submissive oh, like right. far from it like mm-hmm. you know she was you were both very clear about what you wanted and I think both of you are quite, are quite outspoken mm-hmm. and blunt mm. and don't care about appeasing each other yeah, yeah, and true. I think then because that you've then found a genuine right partner because yeah, yeah. Emma's basically said to you this is what I want this yeah. is not a good behaviour like you've always said to me in the past that you know she brought your sort of behaviour in line because she's got very strong values about what she would find acceptable and what she wouldn't um, I think uh, what I think is interesting about relationships is, that, is about certainty this is Paige the co-host of Giggly Squad and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Like, I think is it, you know, as a woman and as someone who's on my own business and all blah, 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 blah. Like, as much as I love to invest in my personal relationships, so important, I'm a peaceful person. I also think fundamentally, I've been poor. No one's been there to help me. I need to build my own castle and I need that for myself and for my own personal identity. Like, I can't. I literally cannot go to the grave <laughs> with on my gravestone. It was a really nice loving partner to somebody else. Like I have that, I have that burning desire. And I think that's, I think that's kind of fundamental. You might think it's a bit more masculine, but I think it's kind of a fundamental human thing. What I do think makes a real difference is the concept of certainty in a relationship. I think if the relationship is, is always on off or you're always, you know, breaking up or you're showing all these little signs that you're not sure about your partner or you're digging at your partner or things start to crumple or you're showing that you're not giving your partner that respect you know, men like to feel masculine. Like they like to feel like they can fulfill mm-hmm. a role. They like to feel that they have your admiration. They like to feel like they, you have their focus. They like to feel like they've done things right. You well, know, don't fall into the trap of like I'm humouring him. Like uh, what well, it naturally happened in yours because she gave you ultimatum. She was like, either you're so. Do you think this it's or a good about having boundaries say, plus she admiration? Gave you yeah, she was, well, she's she was a like, very, very headstrong, very principled woman. And I, you, you bring up a point. This is probably the most important thing for your listeners, the female listeners. 
Emma did something, and, and I generally don't like to reference too much personal stuff, but I'll, I'll say something that was hugely important in our courtship. A lot of women that I've dated in the past and I see want the relationship so badly that they'll betray their own principles. In other words, like the guy will cheat and she'll, they'll still take him back because they want it so bad. They don't, or he'll be abusive or he'll do something that they don't believe in and they'll, they'll turn, a, turn, a, uh, turn a blind eye just because they don't want to put the relationship in jeopardy. And ironically for me, the, the, a strong woman who puts principle first and is willing to risk the relationship. In other words, draw a line in the sand and say, if, you don't, if, if this behavior doesn't stop or you don't meet me here, I'll walk away. Even though I love you, I'll walk away. That's so much respect. For, to the person because it's basically she has so much personal integrity that she won't tolerate so, uh, she, she has mm -hmm. standards here and will not break them whereas a lot of women I've been through have totally like thrown their standards down and, and, and funny enough the, the, the ability it's just like in negotiation the ability to walk away from mm -hmm. the relationship makes it that much stronger it makes right. me way more attracted to her and I also think women have this inherent thing where they want to fix like they want to go in and go right he's a fixer upper there's a problem how do I and they make excuses yeah them. how do I embroil myself more in this to make it right and I, 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 I really agree I think that sometimes if someone isn't listening to you being able to verbally be able to say hey that's not cool or I'm not you know I won't accept that or that's not you know they're not listening to verbal communication sometimes that almost primal thing of leaving the space and not communicating and removing yourself from the negotiating table brilliant like I think it's it's, it's a it's a fantastic thing and it's, it isn't about manipulating a guy it's always about thinking is this acceptable to me yeah, and if it isn't acceptable yeah. to me yeah Can I, this is a good point I just want to make this point because I'm, I mean, I'm excited for this so point and 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 it, it, Pete would find this interesting because it's people he knows or uh, knows of. <laughs> um, we talk about very successful men and who are really attractive to women, and uh, I, I think the ultimate ultimate catch on on the, on paper is a creative type who makes it, like a film director, right. actor, because he's still cool. I agree. He's still creative. And now he has <laughs> and now he has money. And he's I'm, just lead, I'm just gonna leave the room now. I'm just gonna leave the room because he hasn't done something boring. Words we get on with, like an accountant or something. He's done something sexy and he's made it. Right. He's taken a gamble, and that's super attractive, obviously, to women musicians too. But look, I want to talk about three guys really quickly and say I found them, and then it'll only take a minute. Bob Evans, the producer, he produced China. Yes, he's been married. The kid stays in the picture. Kid stays in the, he's been married seven times. Okay? okay, David Lean, one of your own film directors, has been married six times. James Cameron made Titanic and Avatar. He has been married five times. Wow! And what I see in my own relationship, having very Elon Musk was a good example. Elon Musk, although I think Recently. he's only married once, but these guys have had many, many marriages. And in my own experience of this, on a, a, a micro scale, as a, as a, a very minor little, uh, I had a, a public attention and a following through my fans and my customers. The male ego in a way is very fragile because you get all this attention and then it, it was a huge adjustment for me to be like all these men respect me I'm a hero for them in a way that and now this woman is telling me don't do that or do the dishes my ego had a real hard time adjusting to the <laughs> adulation this is a serious point I remember you and at me. the same time <laughs> and I think a lot of men like clearly all these men have had a hard time at marriage because they're huge international people, right? And David Lean's made Dr. Javar, he's made uh, Lawrence of Arabia. They're all compromising in their lifestyle, well, that's why. Yeah, uh, and, and so... They're, they're uncompromising in their work life that allows them to be great directors because they have such vision, but therefore right. I don't think they can turn what makes them successful as a film oh, director yeah, yeah, yeah. into well, a I want to take it even deeper. Their, their ego is so bolstered by all this recognition, mm -hmm. and they say, I'm the great I am. 
who the hell in that position is going to listen to some woman yelling or saying do this or do that or, or saying I don't this is unacceptable behavior to little me fuck that they're just going to run right over her and be like do you know who I fucking am and so basically huge ego that's the biggest thing to your listeners in a relationship if a guy's quite it's all about ego and, and I think these guys have made the wrong calculation because as you said Pete it's a right approach in their art and then they're taking that same template and putting it on their woman uh-huh. and it's totally inappropriate because that's not that's not the nature of that relationship but they're using that same their, their ego is suffering a blow and they can't handle it so then they react and of course the relationship ends but also too much choice as well they're in lifestyles yeah. where they're getting lots of stuff thrown at them and like I said I know guys have got uh, tons of beautiful women in front of them and they don't cheat so it's not that thing of like oh if a guy is that way you know he's, he's in that world he's going to cheat but certain kind of people if they're on the borderline you know you know. I think it's good to talk about things in terms of like in terms of this like in terms of the ego or communication styles rather than oh he just saw another babe and she had really good boobs yeah, and so he had to have anyway, sex you know, so it's, it's you know so I don't think that's because I think sometimes women can be over concerned with like mm. the guy's level of exposure to other attractive women but yeah really, that's not if a big it's, deal that's not a big it's deal it's not an environmental really thing is it I think we're emphasising here it's about choosing a guy that has manifested some of the right personal qualities and is also in the right phase in his life and these things are going to be important stoicism stoicism and, Paul oh, talks about this a lot actually it's very true Okay, what about for the women though? Makes what them is, I... No, but it makes them makes look for a stoic man. Okay, what because can I say about for the women though? What could what can the women listeners? What can they actively do to move themselves into a position where guys are going to look at them in a slightly different light or put them uh, not in the bin category, which sounds like a terrible place to be. Personal integrity and self esteem, right? Which it takes a long time to develop, and and it's I mean it's as old as it sounds. It's cliche. It's but work on yourself first. A strong, confident self who takes care of herself and has good state. She'll have no problem attracting. And doesn't need to like uh, project it. I think a lot of people see like I have to be this over aggressive, over feminized woman, and you see it a lot. And it's, it's actually very fragile. We were talking about some people we knew. It was just so obvious. Whereas you know I met someone recently, and she's very calm. She's very, not bossy in any way. She'd then, then all her friends are she's just she's the strongest woman in the room because she's not having to over assert mm-hmm. herself she's just calm with it she doesn't need she doesn't feel this kind of constant drive to go be better than a boy he's got to beat the boys at their own game yeah it's just tiring when you see it, a smart guy's just like oh, this is awful oh, like, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. exhausting mm-hmm. uh, from a personal point of view if you go out okay I think it's it's very it's very nice for creative people to feel that they've got someone who's helping to um uh, support their their ambitions and their dreams and I think if you're with a creative person or you're with somebody who's an entrepreneur or who's ambitious then you've got to be buying into it and if you're not you're in the wrong relationship right. if you're just going along with it going, oh, like so that's that notion of compromise right that you can think that you can you can want to have that kind of person but then also if you want a relationship that's that's steady and has all these other qualities that they don't necessarily naturally align then you've got to get together. out of there don't waste your time on it and then I mean so not, it's, an, you could say it's an ego thing as well but I mean I'm a sucker if a girl's like I love your writing or wow I saw your script that's amazing and they actually genuinely like it like straight away I'm like I'll book the church now I mean <laughs> just like yeah. just, that's fine that is true yeah. They say that women like attention and men like approval. That's, they but, do, but, but it should, is a tactic. It's a well-known a, tactic it be by a tactic. women. No, no, but it shouldn't be a tactic then because what you're doing is you're shortchanging yourself ultimately and it's a foolish tactic because all she's doing then is she's buying into the wrong kind of guy. Because unless she's ego-orientated, like, yeah. which is the guy that gets married six times, right? Yeah, unless she genuinely does 
love what he does and genuinely sees like I want to be part of this and you know I can contribute to this I can build this I can help I can support it even and just do her own thing but if she's genuinely like uh, into it then great but if she's not and she's just doing it to appease him then I don't know I think sets up the right dynamic wrong I mean I'm, I'm, I'm big on principles I have to say and what I like to advise uh, you know if you're single and you're a woman I think a great thing to do is you know as soon as you have a warm cuddly person next to you in bed the boundaries get blurred because we like the human and yeah. the physical contact. So if you are single, like really relish this time because right now you can sit down and think and maybe even write it out. Think about, look back on those past relationships. Think about behaviours you will and won't accept. Don't think about them loosely. Think about them specifically. So think about, okay, actual actions which you will, which are, are bad and need to, you need to set a boundary against or things that if that happens, that's a deal breaker and you're out. And when you are cold and emotional and detached and by yourself, it's a good time to work this out. So when it comes around and you're in that difficult situation, the guy has cheated, you love him, you don't know what to do, uh, you know, because you can reflect back to yourself and how you knew yourself before you were under the, the hypnotic influences personally well, like. Yeah, you can be quite objective when you're alone. And right. Say, uh, I think it's a good time, right? And you get you get stuff in place. It's very easy to don't get bring something into the past relationship, though. Sometimes people do that. They bring like the baggage of the previous two or three past relationships. And it's like, well, just because some other guy was like that. I mean, it's hard. I get it. But you see a lot of people, I think they bring that. Guys and girls. And, and Pete made a good... We, we, he and I have talked about stoicism in the past, just to elaborate a little, because I, I, I don't think it was... Um, just so your listeners can understand. I think... A, a, and this is uh, evolutionary biology speaking here, but I, what I've, what, as I understand it, stoicism is attractive. Uh, a guy who doesn't respond or react or who is quite strong in his convictions is very attractive to women because of this model. You have a woman, she sees a strong guy... She's attracted to him, and she, and, and oh, and she commits. Why is a stoic guy important? Because as they age, and she has children, and becomes more vulnerable, and maybe isn't as young as the, the next line of girls behind her. If a guy doesn't uh, give in to temptation, as one definition of stoicism, she knows that those young girls with their wiles will not distract him from the commitment he's made to her and his offspring. So that's fundamentally why stoicism is attractive, because. It, it shows that a guy is not just chasing whatever flashes. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a, that, that will arise in, in the long march of life because there are young, you know, there's girls who are 18 now who are fresher than a 40-year-old woman. So that, so, and, and that's, the, I think, one of women's greatest fears is to be replaced by I think abandoned, yeah, yeah, exactly. Abandoned. So that's why stoicism is attractive. Right. So I think that's really wise to, in terms of, you know, realigning as well, you know, because lots of women, are, I think, are really driven to think, they would love it really on like a first date if they could work out which way this relationship was going to go. And that that's obviously not the course of relationship. It's, it's, it's impossible. You, it's you get full mindset. Yeah, well, it, it, is a, it is a bad a mindset. It's a bad mindset, but it's it's a mindset that lots of people have fundamentally. Like, or that it's, yeah, they would you like. control it straight away from day one. Yeah, it's like I know. But denying yourself. Like, I know. Like, I know. I mean, it's out. good. I mean, believe me, I also am a big advocate of the fact you know, the amount of times I hear women saying, I've met the perfect guy and now I'm worried that he's not going to teach him. Like, he's not the perfect guy. You've known him for three hours of your life. Mm. You have like a very small snapshot of that's him. That's a romantic view and that's a creative which view. Is, creative people do that a lot. But, the, you know, they fill in the, the gaps with a, a story follows. that they make up in their head. In fact, actually getting to know a person, building trust and establishing takes time. I used to play on that to my time. advantage. I write in my books, my dating books for uh -huh. guys, that you make a very quick, very strong impression, often like in a crowded venue or so that you give her 
30 second exposure and then her mind will fill in all right. the blanks and she'll paint a better picture of you than you could ever paint of yourself because women if they like you based on the jacket you're wearing or the cut of your suit or something you said or your scruff all of a sudden the fantasy machine goes and you're like the perfect guy so that's how I used to play it right and then I would try to lure them in based on their own self-created fantasy and get it well it's um, also it's a fantasy that I think through watching movies and I'm gonna look at you over there Pete, as well this is honestly it's like a preloaded pre-programmed <laughs> fantasy right yeah. Like, because what you said there, that sounds like a film. That sounds like many films on the that I've seen. Like as well, how me on the street, oh, just into tall, it. dark, handsome stranger. A tall, know? dark, handsome stranger. Chance meeting. Yeah. <laughs> so what you, it's like fate. Fate's so powerful. It is. It's, I think fate and serendipity oh, and coincidence. You know, so as I, I often, I often say, happen. like, you know, if you go on a Tinder date with a guy and I don't know, he's five minutes late, you have to leave half an hour early. Uh, you know, it's a it's a crowded, bad coffee shop environment. Your impression of him is going to be wildly different to had you met him as you were boarding a plane home from Rome when the flight was cancelled and you both had to stay in a hotel and you're walking to the hotel and it started raining and he had an umbrella in his handbag and then you both found out that you liked the same show on TV as kids. It's like, wow, you know, same person, but, you know, environmental situation is different. So don't be misled too much by fantasy or for guys who actively know. Very or naughty. Or guys who carry your bags <laughs> on tubes. Yeah, all right, so get your we're going to have to have these guys back so they can uh, they can tell you all about the, the down and dirty tactics. No, I'm not really like that. Actually, most men, I hope that we're saying, is actually men aren't simplistically wanting uh, sex and nandos. In fact, there's other things they sex want. Sex and that... nandos? Sex and nandos. nandos. It's usually... Is, is, that's that my... a, is that a standard date? I, I think so. Yeah, uh, nandos sex and are very... Nandos. Sex so if and I go to nandos. nandos and I see couples, those are like one night... They just shagged and they went to order... Well, like I think the, the impression is that like... erotic? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. You misunderstand. Like the idea that like a man, all he's interested in is... You know, it's the concept, bring a, bring a man a pizza and a beer, oh, turn right, up right, naked, sandwich, yeah. that whole kind of thing. And then he's happy. I think like that really underestimates men entirely, right? Because like people are more, people no, are much more. Us. Right. Oh, it's a good, it's a good you're, starting You're playing point. dumb, you're playing dumb. Well, but I think, that, that. hey, hey, let me wrap. Stop, <laughs> you're so disruptive. He is so disruptive. I'm going to have to find him something next time to throw it, lob at you. I can do standards on the blackboard. It's the yeah. second podcast. It's the second podcast. I want too much coffee. <laughs> so, Sorry. okay, okay. <laughs> so, said too much. Yeah, you said too much. You've done too much. Okay, um, I will know in future not to feed my guests quite so much caffeine, but what we want to say is that for men, if you're looking at, like, for women out there, if you're thinking about the guys that you're dating, uh, we're thinking we don't want them to be too ego driven. Uh, men has to be in a place where he's solid and secure in his position in his life. And also, most importantly, make sure that you know who you are and you have that standards and that integrity and that you don't uh, shortchange them in favor of wanting a relationship. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and I think that's Brilliant, one thing that we can. Haley, well, you've got, you've if you stick, up, if, if, if a woman this. sticks to her standards and integrity, a lot of guys might be put up, but the right guy will, will appreciate it. Exactly. Her, it's a so. very good filter. And, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's not about people pleasing and making everything work no, and saving everything. It's about, you know, attracting and selecting the right guy. And rather than going into date one thinking, right, I'm going to listen to and analyze everything he says. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Instead, I think if you actually retain your own personal position on things and you can communicate that clearly, it's a far better mechanism to do it to achieve that and work out which guys are going to be the right guys. I must guys say, hey, I'm impressed with how you're summarizing. You're still trying to hijack brilliant. right to the end. No, it's great. I mean, like, it's still like, I'm just thinking, you've retained all the knowledge and everything that everyone I've, like, I've had to, you know. Rumbles. I'm basically, I've been like a potato throughout this podcast, and you guys have supplied the content, so I might as well learn something no, while I'm sat here. I mean, it's actually, I think your listeners should be actually very uh, appreciative. Like, you have a good host. Yeah, you've got yeah, a great yeah. host. Like, we, me and Paul are just rambling on. Uh, uh, 
Um, it's quite ironic we're talking about ego-driven men. Um, <laughs> I think some women should be like, yeah, who am I, well, you know, who am I getting get... my advice from here? But, um, you know, and then you've just kind of like taken it on and then put it into articulate, cohesive little segments. Needs to be done. Like, you know what, I'm also going to use that to segue onto the end, which is you guys <laughs> saying like, if you want to hear more, two, two, I'm not going to say you're not egotistical, actually, two really interesting men talking about actually male dating is- issues largely, but if you want to listen in life because. Life issues with men. Life, life issues, issues with men. It's not dating. I think it's not the, tag, dating. the tagline is men growing up. And, the, uh, and hold, your, hold your tongue, Pete. The, uh, the title, the, the website, if you want to hear more of us, the two male voices on the show, <laughs> take the diapers <laughs> off. So if you want to take the diapers off, uh, personally, I think if you want to get insight into, you know, into male psychology or men's minds or what they're bothered about and you want to understand them, and I think understanding is key to building good relationships, a bit of empathy and a bit of understanding. We're really honest on the show as well. We don't try and we don't try and appease anyone. We don't try and keep it completely correct. We just try and be honest and real. But we try to be honest and real and not like overly controversial and we're very reflective as well about ourselves. We try and remove our ego and talk honestly. Oh yeah, I mean, I would But it might not go down too well with hashtag feminism all the time. Okay, well hashtag feminism over here says, I still endorse the show. In fact, I think if you want to learn stuff about men or dating relationships, I'd rather you listen to that then, you know, read a lot of twee articles on the internet, which are how to get your man in five steps. Skip that. If anything says that, it's junk, it's rubbish. Listen, gain an understanding and appreciation of how he's wired instead. Get to know yourself. It's going to go a lot better. Anyway, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, this has been Thanks, another Charlie. Love HQ podcast. Thank you so much as well for coming on these fantastic guests. Oh, uh, and I will be back again next week with uh, hopefully somebody else will just own the show so I can just sit here and uh, chill out. Anyway, thank you very much, guys, and I'll see you guys soon. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Uh, If you want to find out more about me, please head to hayleyquinn.com forward slash club where I have a free 30-day membership available for you to my exclusive subscribers club. You can also catch up with me on YouTube at HayleyQuinnXX, on Instagram as HayleyQuinnX, and on Twitter as plain old HayleyQuinn. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on the show. Please engage with me, please reach out, and thank you again for your support. 